something really strange happened to me. I was tired from a full day of translating, so, and it was really hot outside, so I laid down on my bed to take a nap. And when I woke up, there was a presence in the room, and it felt warm and happy and inviting. And then all of a sudden, there was a voice that said, just follow me. And the voice was, it was strong and melodious and, and yet full of love like nothing I've ever experienced before. What does that mean? Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, I'm Malachi Cole. And I'm Adalia Cole. And we serve with Adventist Frontier Missions in the country of Turkey. Turkey has a population of 80 million people with less than 1% who are Christians. That means the majority of people in the country of Turkey have little to no access to the gospel. When God called us to this great country, our hearts filled with joy and thinking we could be the ones to give them the opportunity to hear the greatest message ever given to humanity. Our missionary family calls today's story The Existential Replacement. Last year, a friend of ours named Lily began translating the AFM Dream Project website into Turkish. This lady's brilliant and she was perfectly suited for the task. But partway through, she decided to take a three-month mission trip to Tanzania. I was really excited for her, but I was bummed at the time because I was wondering how could we find another Adventist with her credentials who was willing to do the translation. A short time later, Lily came to our house to visit, and before I could even voice my concerns, she said, you know, I have a replacement translator for you. And not only that, but Lily was willing to proofread all of the work. And I was kind of hesitant when Lily told us that the other woman was not a Christian, but she said she's a perfect professional translator and she is seeking for truth in her life right now, so this would probably be a good work for her. So I thought, yeah, you know, this could work out, this would be a good opportunity for her and we could finish the translation. That very day, we were introduced to this woman. Her name was Iris. And over the phone, we began to work on finding an opportunity to meet in person. In two weeks, my wife and I were hoping to take some time off, but we didn't know if that would be possible since we needed to meet with Iris. And then she called and she told us that she was planning to visit her daughter's hotel, which was on the coast. And she invited us to meet with her there. And just like that, God had provided for both of our needs. 
So during our visit to the coast, we agreed with Iris on the terms of the translation job, and we got to know her. She was an amazing woman. She loved animals, and she thought deeply about everything. Quite often in our conversation, she had this existential mindset, and that background of reading things like that. She loved to read about quantum physics, and uh, this would lead in her thoughts, and it would lead her thoughts in strange directions. Several times during our visit, we were able to talk about spiritual things, and in the beginning, I really wondered if these conversations would be derailed by her existential thoughts, because sometimes they would burst onto the seam, and she would actually question if we even existed, if we had tangible bodies, or uh, if it was possible that we weren't even thinking or even having a conversation. Uh, however, one night, we dove into some Bible prophecy, and we were trying to place her feet on a little more solid ground, and I could tell that her mind was stirred, and I was a little bit encouraged. So following our time there together, I began to pray that God would give Iris a dream. You know, I thought, Lord, it's so easy. She's translating the Dreams website. If you give her a dream... Uh, that would make sense, and she would understand. And I just began to ask God, you know, God, what are you waiting for? Uh, but, you know, the Lord gently reminded me that maybe he has other plans for her. So as the weeks went by, uh, we had frequent voice message exchanges with Iris. And we started reading the word together on Sabbath, actually, over Zoom. And by this time, uh, Lily had actually returned, and she was joining us for Sabbath as well. So quite often, in the days following each Sabbath study, Iris would be filled with some questions, and she would send us long, long voice messages, which I enjoyed. I liked to talk a lot, and she seemed like she liked to talk a lot. So it was fun to message back and forth. One day, her voice message questions were coming pretty thick and fast, and we replied to each other at length. And at the close of the day, I was sharing with her the four principal questions for humanity that we all have to ask that deal with origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. And then as I neared the end of my message, God impressed me that I should suggest to her that she would just ask God these questions directly. You know, and I, and I thought, wow, God, thank you so much for this thought. So I asked her, I challenged her, I said, hey, Iris, I'm just a man and I can only go so far, but you're questioning the existence of God. And if God really exists, and he is who he claims to be, what I'm claiming him to be, this God of the Bible, a God of love, a God that wants relationship, a God that is claiming some pretty amazing things, I think that he would want to communicate with you in some way, shape, or form. So you should go to him directly and ask him some of these questions. And as she replied, she said, wow, thank you so much. I've, I've actually never thought of that. I'm going to do that. Well, I knew in my heart that God would not delay to tell this woman that he's there and that he loves her. But then for the next few days, I didn't hear anything from her. And I began to get really nervous. And I thought to myself, God, you know, I put you on the line. And maybe I put you on the line too soon. Maybe that's not what you wanted. And what if you choose not to do anything? And I began to panic. And then... The Holy Spirit said to me, Malachi, that's not your problem. You gave her into my hands, so let me handle it. And then I began to relax and realize, okay, God, this is all on you. So Sabbath rolled around, and then we were all together again online. And all of a sudden, 
Iris said to all of us, You know, I have something that I would like to share with you all. And I could tell her expression was serious, and I didn't really know what to think. And I thought, oh man, here it comes. Then she said, Last week, Malachi and I talked much about the existence of God, and he challenged me to ask God directly if he exists, which I thought was a great idea. But before I could even ask God, something really strange happened to me. I was tired from a full day of translating, so, and it was really hot outside, so I laid down on my bed to take a nap. And when I woke up, there was a presence in the room, and it felt warm and happy and inviting. And then all of a sudden, there was a voice that said, just follow me. And the voice was, it was strong and melodious and and yet full of love like nothing I've ever experienced before. And then she turned to us and she said, what does that mean? With great joy, we began to tell her there's only one person in the world who ever asked people to come and follow him and that would give her this experience, and that was Jesus. Shortly after that, God began to give Iris dreams as well. So we continued to study the Word together every Sabbath, and she started reading through the Gospels because our suggestion for her was, You know, if Jesus was calling someone, he's calling you, you're probably going to want to know about that Jesus. And she said, yeah, I do. So we began reading through the Gospels together. In one of our conversations later on, uh, we were talking about her desire for truth. And then she made this statement. She said, ever since I was a child, I've had this longing in my heart for something else, something that's outside of this world that I just couldn't put my hands on, and I didn't know what it was. And the best way I could describe it is that I just felt like I didn't belong here and I wanted to go home. And when I had that experience with Jesus in my room, the only way I could describe it is I felt like I had gone home. And now when we read the Bible, I get the same feeling. I feel like I'm going home, whatever that means. Are you longing to go home with Jesus too? And do you long to bring other unreached hearts with you? Think about what that means in your life as you listen to an instrumental rendition of an old hymn favorite, Take My Hand, Precious Lord.
Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, let me stand. I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope these stories have encouraged you to continue walking with Jesus and to continue supporting foreign work. God is on the move around the world and we wanna invite you to partner with us in ministry. If that's the case, there are three main ways in which you could be involved. You can support these kind of ministries financially. You can pray for missionaries who live abroad. And then you could also go yourself. And we wanna encourage you to seek the Lord and ask him in which of these ways he would have you be involved in his work. And no matter which way you choose, there will be a blessing waiting for you. If you feel missions may be the plan God has for your life, look us up online at afmonline.org. That's AFM online.org or call 800-937-4236 for more information. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.